2: Hello, this is part two of a discussion about self-control with the beautiful EL Booker and the even more beautiful Lindsay Kane. I've got a fun fact for you. There's an idea called ego depletion, okay? And that is the idea that self-control draws on a limited pool of mental resources that can be used up, making it harder to complete the next task. Meaning, if you put too much self-control into one area, it's like a, you've got like a hundred self-control units that you can use in a week. And if you use them up too early, you're going to slip at the end of the week. That's something I've never thought about before. I thought it was just a matter of willpower. Over the situation, rather than it's like a finite pool. But anything else with the human body is finite. You need sleep. You need food. You're going to run out of energy. You're going to run out of fluid. You're going to run out of this. You're going to run out of pelvic muscle. Like Uriel, at some point before Christmas, Ooh, <laughs> his glutes are like that. My glute, my. Glutes <laughs> No, but I you feel know- like I'm leaving this podcast with the perception that I'm
0: like I'm on the verge. And no.
2: <laughs> listen, I'm I'm living through you at the moment. Please don't spoil it. And uh, <laughs> but do you know do you know what I mean? Is it the idea I thought it was a fi- it was an interesting idea that it's a finite resource. But it's a bit like if you think of it like that, it's you sort of use it wisely, if you know what I mean. So if you've done all this self-control to to lower your carbs all week, but you've got a big pitch coming up for business next week, probably not the best use of self-control. Just have some brown rice and fucking work on your pitch at (laughs) 5am.
0: I think people eliminate everything else so that they only have a certain amount of self-control to work on different tasks. So that is all they're focused on. They've eliminated anything that would potentially compromise their self-control.
3: I also think, in defence to women, self-control is easier at certain times of the month. So, like, eating-wise, like, I'm really good and clean, like, two and a half weeks out of the month, and then, like, you know, the ovulation, and then period time that's like, oh, out the window, I'm going to eat whatever I want because... But
2: more days get added every month. It's like, oh, it's pre-ovulation, post-ovulation, pre-menstrual, post-menstrual. In the end, there's, like, one day where you're not listen, an arsehole.
3: it's hard. <laughs> wow. It's, it's just like,
2: well, eating listen. quavers and knocking me out one day a month. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. It's the elephant in the room. I use it for my business. Uh, Without it, I'd be screwed. It's got to be at the core of your business. And yet there's a real issue with self-control. I'm talking about social media is what I'm talking. Instagram, TikTok, whatever you're on. We need it, okay? Most people use it or like it. A lot of people increasingly need it for various reasons. It's been important during COVID. It doesn't matter whether you're working in ASDA, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a barrister, or a lawyer, or a nurse, just having those communities and online and that connection is important. I'm not slating it per se. I just think there's a self control issue with how we use social media. I'll put my hands up. I'm not in control of how much I use. My phone, how much I scroll, how much I scroll about myself, about others, where much I look at things that are toxic, which are not helping it 's all fucked i need I, I need help, probably have I wondered what your experience was, yeah, with social media, are you quiet? some people are like, I do it half an hour a day I do my posts, and no, I think it 's
0: fucked, I think we 're all addicted to it, you know, I catch myself scrolling yeah it 's funny because I like to reference social media and the amount we scroll to like a fuel gauge in our in our car and that petrol tank and i think it also is detrimental to our mental health and it's kind of let's say we've got a full tank and our mind is healthy the more we scroll the more we get deeper and deeper that fuel gauge just gets less and less and our mental health deteriorates because our comparison our lack of because everyone is always doing something bigger and better and at a certain place or wearing certain clothes i think it's dangerous and I think we don't yeah. realise how addicted we are to it. But then my phone is, you know, my my crutch. It's mm-hmm. where I spend 90% of my day because that's how I communicate with my team. That's where I answer my emails. That's where I post and film and shoot content for social media. It's where I'm observing and learning it. It's a double-edged sword because yep. we can't live without it now. But we also are very affected
2: by it yeah being a model must be one of the worst things for social media because it's so literal and immediate the comparison like being a comedian i can look at a post and is it funnier or i can find a hundred people that will say it's not funny but. Model is model. It's so v- immediately visual. You've, you can just go, this guy's body next to my, you know, it's fucked. It's fucking scarily immediate.
0: But the only thing I learned, and that was quite early on, and it was almost in the infancy stages of social media, just through the modelling industry as a whole, you know, like I am who I am and I look like I look, and that person looks like they look, and we don't look the same. If they are getting, you know, there's nothing I can do to change what I am or who I am or how I look so if somebody is being used or admired or acknowledged for being better than that then that is just what it is and I've got to keep on doing what I'm doing so
2: what about if it's someone okay I'll give you the comedy equivalent and I bet there's a model where it's I'm fine with that so if it's like a really funny female comedian from Canada pops up you go girl you know she is her she's funny how she's funny People like, <laughs> but when it's someone who's like, you know, just he yeah. has got, got your look. So it's a model that's got your look, your vibe, bit spiritual, bit cool, your height, your build. It's fucking hard, isn't it? Not to to get in there.
0: I mute them. I eliminate me seeing them anywhere. Mm. And I mute a lot of people that I view to have a negative impact on my mental health. Great. Because I'm, I notice myself comparing and feeling this type of way that is like, it makes me feel less than.
2: Right, interesting. And
0: that's, I guess, where willpower and self-control comes in. It's like, I know that it's not all what it's made out to be because, you know, my social media isn't and people might look at that and think, fuck, you know, what What a life this guy leads where, you know, it's peaks and valleys. It's all full of ups and downs. But in that moment, I'm like, I don't need to watch this person because what the fuck am I watching them for? every yeah, second yeah. of the day. And then the more I look at them, the more they're served to me anyway. So I just I just mute them. And and yeah. over the next few days, you then start to feel good about
2: yourself. Great strategy. It's true. Linz, what do you think about the positive side of social media? So like movements that are created by social media... But that are based on self control. So, for example, say you're struggling with your weight, or you're struggling with smoking, or something, and you could do Stop or whatever it's called, and you and you you can find a community of people to help with your self control. There is there's things like you know no, the No Fap movement. I think it's called like No Nut November, and I, I don't know what the, I have no idea what the point of that movement is actually. There's no science behind it. If anything, the science says men should masturbate frequently for prostate health anyway I can only assume I'm immortal by now but what do you what what do you think what do you think Lindsay about movements where you might be a a woman trying to achieve a certain thing whether it's business emotional and the strength through online solidarity or are you skeptical of it do you think it's fake and virtue signaling
3: no I I think it depends what it is but I think some movements can help but i think like business and i've been following certain like chrissy seller fitness all those sort of things i really think that that's helped me i don't i saw um is it zara mcdermott's just done um, a documentary on body image i haven't watched it yet i really want to watch it but i think everyone's so different but i look at someone like Chrissy Sella and think, oh, God, you know what? Like, she's made that site change of food or this and that. Maybe I can do that so I'm healthier. I'm fueling the body. I'm not I'm not stopping taking things in. I think it's all where you are mentally, isn't it? I think after I'd had Minna, so my body wasn't what it used to be, I was like, oh, felt a bit shit about myself. So I think it's where you are mentally. So movements can either help you or they can hinder you. I think it just depends where you are mentally.
2: So to run a thought experiment, if we're talking about... Social media helping self-control, whether it's diet, whether it's political opinion, all the things where we're able to calibrate. Do you think society is on balance better off before or after the invention of social media? If we were to go in a time, say we were, let, let's make a simple one. We're all trying to achieve a body goal. We're, we've got one type of body. We want to go somewhere. It's a 12-week journey. Is it easier with or without? With.
3: Yeah, I get inspired.
2: I think the power of social media
0: is is huge the that just you know i spoke a lot about the negatives but the pros of social media the way that it connects people the way that it allows us to learn information to learn new things the amount of life hacks i've learned scrolling through yeah. fucking yeah. tiktok <laughs> yeah. that have allowed me to i don't even know what to do but just the things that you do learn through it the the people that i've been able to connect with or keep in touch with that i have met 10 years ago on a random fucking holiday somewhere and yet we still keep up with each other's lives is incredible hmm there's just
3: that
0: that negativity as humans because we can't help ourselves but compare ourselves to other people Mm. and that's human nature
2: yeah yeah
1: selling a little or a lot
2: The, st- the study result it has been studied and lack of social media self-control of course reduces life satisfaction as you've already outlined it was a longitudinal study by the university of amsterdam it's a recent one 2021 the ability to control one's social media use can impair one's mindfulness which in turn causes further social media control failure and it becomes a vicious cycle sooner or later they're going to have to start if this was a cigarette or a, an alcohol substance or anything else, the government would be educating and warning teenagers about it. But it's the wild west at the moment. Yeah. It definitely has real world bodily and mental impacts, and it needs to be discussed and come maybe come with a warning or like anything else.
3: No, absolutely. I mean, we've got we're getting at the minute with like kids in school, so they she's seven and she's got friends that were six and they've got phones, got mobile phones, and they go to a, a school party and they're sat on the phone. So they're not participating in the party with all the other friends. are just sat, observed on the phone, stressing because they want the Wi-Fi code. They're six. You know, that is fucking mental.
0: I'm going to play devil's advocate here and it might be unpopular, but do you not believe that that's, uh, you know, parents should have a level of responsibility and not to absolutely give their children we were all raised without social media so we remember a childhood and a life before it that allowed us to then enter it and realize that okay it's not normal to have our head down in our laps for you know six hours a day scrolling yeah but these kids don't weren't raised without it so their perspective is yeah. very different and they
3: are well, just like the answer is no. You're not having it. She's like, but well, it's not fair. It's like, but you you don't need it. For sure. You, what do you need it for? You've got your friends. We can have playdates, do all that. It's and um, it's sad to see what they're missing out on because they're on a phone. I fucking hate phones. I wish. I, I like you and need it, but I, I wish I didn't have to have it, and I think that's so sad. And that what's that teaching, actually? What effect is that having on kids, giving them phones or, or things like that where you need to take it away now and they lose their shit?
0: Well, you see parents wanting to occupy their kids because they're at lunch and they don't want to deal with it, so they just, like, hand them an iPad, you know? And it's like it used to be that the parents would entertain What what's wrong with the kid, would include them, with. And and now yeah. it's completely gone, you know. The only time I would watch something was on that little fucking DVD player that my dad might pull out on the plane and it was that little one and you had yeah. the DVDs and yeah. you might get it for an hour. Or yeah. when we were on holiday, 12 of us would sit around it. But besides that, there was yeah. nothing, you yeah. know, digital to... There was only interaction with other people or our parents.
1: Uh.
3: And I think self-control is probably going to get worse over the years because of these stupid devices.
2: Yeah, I didn't even think of that. It might be teaching a lack of self-control early on. Um, Listen, we're going to run out of time and I don't want to even though we did rather start in the bedroom we're going to need to go back up there I'm afraid to talk about relationships (laughs) this time rather than just shagging we've already discussed whether it can be an attractive quality I think we've established it's different for different people it's nice to some people are attracted to different things but I'm wondering how is it attractive if a partner wants to hold off from being intimate while dating to build a connection So I never found that attractive at all. (laughs) So I know a lot of men, uh, old school men, it's probably a toxically masculine straight. That's all Chris Brown seems to fucking sing about. Oh, she didn't give it up. uh, (laughs) But to me, to me, I don't want to live in a world where women have to be like Victorian with their parasol and not give it up on the first date, even if they want to. But there's a lot of men out there, like a lot who'd enjoy the chase and a lot of women who don't want to be intimate too early because they want to be perceived a certain way or they enjoy the chat. And this is all fake, isn't it? Like, if you fancy each other and there's a connection, what the fuck? We're all going to be dust in 100 years. To me, it was an instant black mark because the way I took it was the girl was not as sexual as me. If she, what, if she, if she didn't, if she didn't no. want to <laughs> have sex with you on the first date, yeah. <laughs> first if she night. was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to. I'm like, but how can you not fancy me so much that you, how can the fact that you yeah. can resist me is a problem?
3: <laughs> <I think. laughs> no, do you know what I mean? I want to feel attracted. I'm attracted
2: to you. Why are you not as equally attracted to me?
3: Yeah, but if you had voiced that opinion, I probably would have found that I would have, I would have been, I wouldn't have found that attractive. No. Well, you, so, but you, you, you hadn't no, voiced it, and you couldn't well. speak
2: at the time. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) you're too far in it now. You got together.
3: (laughs) Um, Sorry, sorry. (laughs) see.
0: For me, sexual chemistry is key within a relationship. I've I've been in relationships with people that I've slept with on the first date, and then people that have held out. But I think there is something to say outside of, is it just a sexual desire and a deep sexual attraction to sleep with each other? And actually there's no real connection Mm. there after that. And that's when I feel like people then get upset and they feel like they may have been used or not because If you sleep with each other too early on and then nothing comes of it, it looks like all you wanted was sex if you're both not on the same page. But then if you hold out for too long, you wonder whether that person's actually interested in you or not, or they're questioning whether they're into you. So I think what you said, Lindsay, is that you've just got to go with your gut and what you feel.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay, but do you think men have permission to do that? It's it's join me gentlemen on a thought experiment which has never happened but it might if we change the way men think about themselves and respect their own bodies if a girl would be like i really like you let's stop fucking around here and a man was like i really like you too but i just want to hold off for two days i think a lot of women would be like oh my god is he is he gay Does he find? am i ugly I, I don't think a woman could actually would actually tolerate that. The only thing, the only time a woman would tolerate that was if the guy had just had a breakup or was a bit. It's like I oh, really fancy you, but I don't want to go a bit slow because I am still hurting from my ex. I think then maybe the woman would be okay. I get it, but if you were just like, no, I am totally ready. I just, I don't, I don't want to sleep with you on the first date. Most women would be like, oh my god, I am ugly.
3: I was brought up Catholic, so it was you know, I am atheist now, but I think like all my relationships, like right, you know, I've got to go on a certain amount of dates. And ultimately, they never, they never lasted. I'm not saying it was because of that reason, but when I was going on a date with Ross, I was just like, I'm going to do everything the opposite of what I've ever done before and just go with my gut That's feeling. why you were on a date
2: with Donkey from Shrek to start with.
3: <laughs> no, but my point is, I, w- I just went with my feelings yeah. and I think that's really important not to put a timeline because everyone's different. Everyone's chemistry is different and I think you, you've got it. you know, if you're into each other, life's too short. Just... No, but
2: I'm asking you, to. wouldn't girls get offended if men started behaving like women is what I'm asking you. Yeah
3: because yeah, it's a bit rigid. It's not no, so not, what, not rigid enough. Like women. No, if men, it, it, yeah. if no, men, if men think...
2: were like, no, I'm just not doing it on the first day. I just don't feel the need to sleep with you I really like you. But women would be like, well, he's gay or he's not into me or this. Like... That,
3: no, that's interesting that you've just said that because the first thing that's cropped to my head is that's quite a control thing. Mm. But then it, but then it wouldn't be look it looked like that the other way around. That's if what I'm saying. It, it, would, it would have to be respected. So actually, yeah, I'm asking, personal. and
2: we want our young men to grow up more like that because then we'd have less fuck boys in the situation with fix yourself. But we can't unless women play ball as well.
0: I think there's some women I'd like to think, for, again, from my experience, there's some women that would accept that and actually respect that. And then there's other women which would see that as a challenge and want to keep on being persistent because you have said no and to them, that is an unheard of thing and they are gonna get you to sleep with them because they're just gonna they're just gonna up the ante of everything. It's a challenge. They're gonna flirt more, they're gonna be more sexual, they're gonna inevitably get you to cave. I've had it where I'm like no, where I'm like, no, it's not happening and then it's like, you know, 20, they, 20 minutes they later, they the
2: answer I'm like. 20 minutes later, Uber stops, Uber stops <laughs> surging. Let's go. No, uh, I've got an experience with this, but mine was based on the just split up with someone. And the problem was, it was a friend of a friend. And when it's a friend of a friend, it's a different game. You can't just be jumping into bed and, and then hurting that girl's feet. You've got to get it right because a friend of a friend. You're going to see that person again and again. And I just no, it's never happened to me ever I can only put it down to I'd just come out of a long-term relationship and it was a friend of the friend and I was a bit nervous about just sleeping with someone and then hurting her but I did it I we got we're back to hotel and I was like you know what I actually just think maybe let's just let's watch some telly let's let's just do some like a friend thing on the phone we'd had a snog let's stop it there And, and tears instant tears it was really horrible situation and this girl took it as straightforward sexual rejection wow that's how it was processed, and it was quite—it was horrible. Because then I felt like a, I'd done something wrong as a man, like I was some sort of a pig. Or, and looking back, it's like actually that's one of the most only sensible thing I ever did when I was single. Because I genuinely did <laughs> not—I did not, not want to sleep with that girl that night for good reasons. I was still in my head with my ex, and she was my friend's friend, and then it was a bit more of a delicate situation. So that's what I should have done, and yet it produced this.
3: Uh, Oh, never mind.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they are.
3: Doesn't matter now, does it? I smashed you into
2: atoms the next time, so it's all good. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. We never, let's, we never let's. saw each other again. So it's very dead. Anyway, look, we're out of time. Y'all, it's been brilliant. I thought like another twenty years, you'll be some sort of like relationship guru or something. You're, no, you're, no. you're, you're, you're maturing beautifully. Just keep doing what you're doing, brother. Thank you very much, Yar Booker, for joining us. Thank, thank you to my wonderful much. wife, yes, Lindsay thank Kay. You. This has been Man Baggage. Uh, if you've come here as fans of either of these two, please hang around and please hit subscribe. Don't just hit us one and leave, you know, because we wouldn't like that. It's just not respectful to my feelings. See you again next time. Bye.